Don Lester, what really makes you ill? Recent media articles have declared that a study has discovered a new strain of HIV. This study, which was conducted at the University of Oxford, is reported on their website in a news article with the headline, New Highly Virulent and Damaging HIV Variant Discovered in the Netherlands, which states, Greater than as the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has demonstrated, new mutations in viral genetic sequences can have significant impacts on the virus's transmissibility and the damage it causes. This is, however, pure propaganda. It is yet another completely false narrative, but its purpose would seem to be to ensure that people remain in fear of deadly viruses. There are many problems with claims about a so-called virus called HIV that is said to be the cause of AIDS. The main point is that there is no evidence, and there never has been, that any particle labeled HIV is pathogenic. The idea that HIV is not a deadly virus will no doubt be regarded as outrageous by many people, considering the claims made about it by various health organizations. This can be seen by the WHO HIV-AIDS fact sheet, which states that greater than HIV continues to be a major global public health issue, having claimed 36.3 million, 27.2 to 47.8 million, lives so far. Despite the seemingly authoritative nature of this statement, nothing could be further from the truth, as discussed in some detail in our book, What Really Makes You Ill? Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. However, there are some specific aspects of the current media stories about this alleged new strain that need to be discussed so that people can protect themselves from being drawn into yet more unfounded fears. Testing. The first point to discuss involves the types of tests being used to determine a person's HIV status, which are described on the CDC webpage entitled Types of HIV Tests that states. Greater than there are three types of tests available, nucleic acid tests, NAT, antigen-slash-antibody tests, and antibody tests. HIV tests are typically performed on blood or oral fluid. They may also be performed on urine. The NAT is claimed to be able to detect how much virus is in the blood, this is also known as viral load. A 2012 article entitled Universal Amplification, Next Generation Sequencing, and Assembly of HIV-1 Genomes explains the methods used for the measurement of viral load, all of which involve RT-PCR, real-time polymerase chain reaction. The purpose of the PCR technology is to amplify genetic material, but, according to its inventor Kerry Mullis PhD, it does not and cannot determine if a person has been infected by a virus. One of the main problems with the PCR process, which has been highlighted by many people over the course of the past two years, is that the results will depend on the number of cycles used and that the greater the number of cycles the higher the chances of a positive result. But the core problem with using this technology is that it relies on the existence of a unique virus with which the genetic material extracted from a person can be compared. But the virus known as HIV has never been isolated, purified and its genetic material characterized, so the claim that there is something that can be described as an HIV genome is unfounded. The use of these technologies and the problems with the interpretations used in the diagnosis of HIV infection, or any viral infection for that matter, are explained by Jernija Tomsik PhD in my recent conversation with her, link in the references at the foot of this article. The most common type of test, which is available as a home testing kit, is the rapid antigen-slash-antibody test that is said to look for both HIV antibodies and antigens. The reason for this is explained on the CDC page, which states, Greater than if you have HIV, an antigen called P24 is produced even before antibodies develop. There are serious problems with this claim. In her 1996 article entitled Whose Antibodies Are They Anyway? Christine Johnson lists a large number of factors known to cause false positive HIV antibody test results. These factors include vaccinations for flu, 
hepatitis B and tetanus. This strongly indicates that these antibodies cannot be specific to HIV. Also, in his article entitled HIV Tests Are Not HIV Tests, Professor Henry Bauer PhD discusses the relevance of a number of different proteins that have been found and claimed to be associated with HIV. But these proteins have been found in association with many other conditions. More importantly, he states that greater than far from being specific to HIV or AIDS patients, P24 and P41 are not even specific to illness. Furthermore, as explained in my article entitled Antibodies and Immunity, Dispelling two more myths, the proteins that are labeled antibodies and antigens do not function in the way they are claimed. In fact, the presence of antibodies is interpreted in two completely different ways. One claims that the presence of antibodies means that a person is immune in the other way, which refers to HIV, claims that the presence of antibodies means that a person is infected. These interpretations are mutually exclusive. However, that does not mean that either of those interpretations is correct, because they are both wrong which renders these HIV tests meaningless. HIV Variants The next aspect to highlight is the idea that there is a new strain or variant of HIV and that it is the result of a mutation in the genome of the virus. The study that claims to have discovered this variant was published on February 3, 2022 in the highly prestigious peer-reviewed journal, Science. The research article, entitled A Highly Virulent Variant of HIV-1 Circulating in the Netherlands, refers to the new variant as VB and states that greater than this virus lineage, which has apparently arisen de novo since around the millennium, shows extensive change across the genome affecting almost 300 amino acids, which makes it hard to discern the mechanism for elevated virulence. The people who were identified as having been infected by the new strain were part of an ongoing study called Beehive, bridging the epidemiology and evolution of HIV in Europe, and Uganda, the website of which includes the statement that, greater than before this study, the genetics of the HIV virus were known to be relevant for virulence. It is clear that there are many similarities between the narrative regarding HIV and the narrative regarding SARS-CoV-2 including references to the existence of variants. This similarity is referred to in the science article that states, greater than the risk posed by viruses evolving to greater virulence, i.e., causing greater damage to their hosts, has been extensively studied in theoretical work despite few population-level examples. The most notable recent example is the B.1.617.2 lineage, Delta variant, of severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2, for which an increased probability of death has been reported, as well as increased transmissibility. However, the Beehive webpage states that greater than HIV mutates so quickly that every individual has a virus which is different from everyone else's, and indeed their virus changes over time. The large majority of these mutations make no difference. The virulence of HIV is determined by measuring viral load and CD4 counts. The detection of variants is described in a 2017 paper entitled Viral Genetic Variation Accounts for a Third of Variability in HIV-1 Set Point Viral Load in Europe, which describes the methods used for sequencing the genetic material and states that greater than HIV genomes were amplified using a set of universal primers, and sequencing was performed using aluminum sec or HiSec 2500 technology. This generated paired end reads, which varied in length between 100 and 300 base pairs. HIV genome sequences were assembled for each sample using the custom pipeline shiver described in detail elsewhere. This process clearly depends on the prior existence of an HIV genome and on the idea that this was the only genetic material that was amplified. A more in-depth scrutiny of the paper shows that, as with SARS-CoV-2, the assembly of what is claimed to be variants took place within computer models. In other words, these sequences have never been shown to exist in nature. 
There is a fundamental problem with the idea that they are comparing new genome sequences found in people with the original genome of HIV. The problems are highlighted by the Perth Group on the webpage entitled What the Perth Group Has Argued, that refers to a number of issues the HIV-AIDS experts have not proven. One of the unproven issues is greater than the existence of a unique, exogenously acquired retrovirus, HIV. Another unproven issue is greater than the HIV genome, RNA or DNA, originates in a unique, exogenously acquired infectious retroviral particle. In other words, the complete lack of evidence for the existence of HIV as a pathogenic particle means that there is no such thing as an HIV genome. This in turn means that there can be no variant, virulent or otherwise. Treatment. The most insidious aspect of the drive to urge everyone to get tested and know their status is that it will increase the number of people who are prescribed antiretroviral treatment. The reason for this is because the study claims to have shown that treatment had a positive effect on people who had been diagnosed with the VB variant, as discussed in a 4th of February Science Daily article entitled New Highly Virulent and Damaging HIV Variant Discovered in the Netherlands, that states. Greater than reassuringly, after starting treatment, individuals with the VB variant had similar immune system recovery and survival to individuals with other HIV variants. However, the researchers stress that because the VB variant causes a more rapid decline in immune system strength, this makes it critical that individuals are diagnosed early and start treatment as soon as possible. This recommendation is supported by the WHO, as the Beehive webpage states. Greater than our finding emphasizes the importance of World Health Organization guidance that individuals at risk of acquiring HIV have access to regular testing to allow early diagnosis, followed by immediate treatment. This guidance is clearly intended for people at risk. Yet the consequence of the inevitable increase in the numbers of people undergoing tests is the equally inevitable rise in the number of positive test results, which means that more people will be encouraged, if not required, to begin treatment, whether or not they fall into the at-risk category. But the treatments used for those diagnosed as being HIV positive are highly toxic. One of the drugs used is called Dolutegravir, which has some extremely serious side effects, as can be seen on the Clinical Info HIV Gov website about the drug, which states, Greater than Dolutegravir can cause serious, life-threatening side effects. These include allergic reactions and liver problems. The fact that this drug affects the liver is a clear indication that it is highly toxic, because the liver is the body's main detoxification organ. Furthermore, as well as being highly toxic, these treatments aren't even claimed to be able to cure HIV, as the WHO fact sheet admits. Greater than HIV disease can be managed by treatment regimens composed of a combination of three or more antiretroviral, ARV, drugs. Current antiretroviral therapy, ART, does not cure HIV infection but highly suppresses viral replication within a person's body. Like so many other treatments, those for HIV are claimed to be able to manage the condition, as the science article states. Greater than HIV-1 virulence is most commonly measured by viral loads, the concentration of viral particles in blood plasma, and CD4 counts, the concentration of CD4 plus T cells in peripheral blood, which tracks immune system damage by the virus. Successful treatment with antiretroviral drugs suppresses viral load and interrupts the decline in CD4 counts that would otherwise lead to AIDS. There are many other drugs that can be prescribed for someone who has been diagnosed with HIV, as can be seen by a list provided on the website of the FDA, link in the references at the foot of this article. One of the drugs is called Truvada, which contains tenofovir disoproxyl fumarate, TDF. This drug may be prescribed to people who have not even been diagnosed as having HIV, as indicated on the Truvada medication information sheet on the CDC website. 
Truvada is sometimes prescribed to some people who do not have HIV infection, to help reduce their chances of getting HIV infection. There is, however, a class action lawsuit that has been filed on behalf of a number of people who were prescribed TDF-based medications, including Truvada. The lawsuit is being filed on the basis that there were less toxic drugs available to them, as an article entitled TDF Injuries, Viriad, Truvada, Atripla, Complera and Stribald class action on the website of the lawyers filing this lawsuit states. Greater than as a result, Canadians unwittingly and needlessly suffered permanent, debilitating, and sometimes fatal kidney and bone damage. HIV vaccine. At a press conference on 23rd of April 1984, Margaret Heckler, the then U.S. Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, announced that the probable cause of AIDS has been found, after which she stated that a vaccine was to be available in two years, a promise that remains unfulfilled almost four decades later, fortunately, despite many attempts. Unfortunately, those attempts continue, as can be seen by a February 3, 2021 article, entitled First in Human Clinical Trial Confirms Novel HIV Vaccine Approach Developed by Yavi and Scripps Research on the Scripps Research website. This is not the only example, as can be seen by a July 5, 2021 news article entitled HIV Vaccine Trial Starts at Oxford on the website of the University of Oxford. However, of even greater significance is the January 31, 2022 article entitled First Patients Vaccinated in Clinical Trial of HIV Experimental Vaccine that Uses Moderna's mRNA Technology on the CNN website. Unsurprisingly to many, part of the funding for this has been provided by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The article states, Greater than in a proof-of-concept trial last year, the research team found the HIV antigens produced the desired immune response in 97% of participants. The current trial builds on the previous one by testing the primary version of the vaccine and also a booster version, and by employing Moderna's mRNA technology, which was previously used to create a successful COVID-19 vaccine. The horrendous adverse health effects, including many deaths, that have followed the administration of the COVID vaccine should raise serious concerns, to put it mildly, about the use of this technology for people diagnosed with HIV. COVID vaccine. Although many in the so-called alternative health field are vehemently against vaccines, there are some confusing reports that claim the COVID injection can cause AIDS. For example, a February 16, 2022 article entitled COVID Vaccines Cause AIDS, proof on the Natural News website states that greater than evidence continues to mount showing that Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, vaccines are causing recipients everywhere to develop AIDS. The reason that this causes confusion is because it suggests that there is a distinct condition or syndrome that can be identified as being AIDS, which is not the case. It is abundantly clear from the many reports about the adverse events that have occurred after the administration of a COVID injection that it is harmful, but to refer to any of these adverse effects as AIDS is misleading. The Natural News article refers to the vaccines as having damaged the immune system, but the body does not have an immune system as commonly understood, because there are no germs that the body needs to protect itself against through the production of so-called antibodies. As explained in our book, the body has the ability to self-heal and self-repair, but not through the injection or ingestion of highly toxic substances. Summary It cannot be stated sufficiently frequently that the burden of proof for a claim lies with those who make that claim. With respect to claims about the existence of a pathogenic virus called HIV, that proof has never been provided. There is nothing to fear, there is no deadly variant of HIV, because there is no HIV. References New highly virulent and damaging HIV variant discovered in the Netherlands. 
https colon slash slash www.ox.ac.uk slash new slash 2022-0204 new high virulent and damaging HIV variant discovered Netherlands. WHO HIV slash AIDS fact sheet. https colon slash slash www.who.int slash newsroom slash fact sheet slash detail slash HIV AIDS. Types of HIV tests. HTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash HIV slash basic slash HIV testing slash test types HTML. Universal amplification, next generation sequencing, and assembly of HIV-1 genomes. HTTPS colon slash slash www.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash PMC slash articles slash PMC 350977. Exposing the HIV variant lie https colon slash slash odyssey.com slash at david underscore parker underscore and underscore dawn underscore lester colon five slash hiv underscore jernaja colon four whose antibodies are they anyway http colon slash slash www.virusmythe.com slash aids slash hiv slash htm hiv tests are not hiv tests HTTP colon slash slash www.jpans.org slash volume 1501 slash bower.pdf Antibodies and immunity, dispelling two more myths. HTTPS colon slash 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 antibodies immunity dispelling two more myths. A highly virulent variant of HIV-1 circulating in the Netherlands. HTTPS colon slash slash www.science.org slash doi slash 10.1126 slash science.ab1688. Beehive study. HTTPS colon slash slash www.beehive.ox.ac.uk, HIV lineage. Viral genetic variation accounts for a third of variability in HIV 1 set point viral load in Europe. HTTPS colon slash slash journals dot dot org slash plus biology slash article. It equals 10.1371 slash The Perth Group. HTTP colon slash slash www.theperthgroup.com slash New highly virulent and damaging HIV variant discovered in the Netherlands. HTTPS colon slash slash www.sciencedaily.com slash releases slash 2022 slash 02 slash 2202031611515.htm. Dalutegravir. HTTPS colon slash slash clinicalinfo.hiv.gov slash n slash drug slash dalutegravir slash patient. HIV slash AIDS, medicines to help you. HTTPS colon slash slash www.fda.gov slash consumers slash free publications women slash HIV and AIDS medicines help you hashtag HIV underscore medicines. Travada medication information sheet. HTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash HIV slash PDF slash prep underscore GL underscore patient underscore fact sheet underscore Travada underscore English dot PDF. TDF injuries, Viriad, Truvada, Atripla, Complera, and Stribald class action. HTTPS colon slash slash www.culklinelawyers.com slash class action slash current slash TDF drug injury slash. First in human clinical trial confirms novel HIV vaccine approach developed by Yavi and Scripps Research. 
https colon slash slash www.scripts.edu slash news and events slash press room slash 2021 slash 20210203 HIV vaccine.html. HIV vaccine trial starts at Oxford. HTTPS colon slash slash www.ox.ac.uk slash news slash 20210705 HIV vaccine trial starts Oxford. First patients vaccinated in clinical trial of HIV experimental vaccine that uses Moderna's mRNA technology. HTTPS colon slash slash edition.cnn.com slash 2022 slash 01 slash 31 slash health slash Moderna mRNA HIV vaccine slash index.html. COVID vaccines cause AIDS, proof. HTTPS colon slash slash naturalnews.com slash 2022-0216 COVID vaccines cause AIDS proof.html. This article, republished with permission, originally appeared here. Copyright Don Lester. All rights reserved. In collaboration with David Parker, Don Lester spent more than 10 years investigating the real reasons that people become ill using an unbiased and logical approach that enabled them to follow the evidence with open minds. The results of their investigation are revealed in their groundbreaking book, What Really Makes You Ill? Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease Is Wrong.